Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Marvin Scott now the running back, Perry. Moving around in the pocket, taking the deep shot. LeJounte Wester hauls it in. Touchdown, Owls. 42 yards from Nikosi Perry to LeJounte Wester as they... Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. I'm your host, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com, and with me, as always, is former Purdue running back and all-time touchdowns leader, Corey Sheets. How are you doing tonight, Corey? I'm all right and yourself. I am good. I am good. We are ready for homecoming week. How big was homecoming when you were a player? Oh, man. Homecoming this fast? What week is it? But, uh, it's week four, but they made it. Uh, they even made it a non-conference game. They've done that a couple times now. I mean, we always hope we play somebody good enough that'll bring out a crowd, somebody that, that we'd, we'd beat. But uh, it was always a big weekend just because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure we won so we can have fun that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's weird that it's homecoming in a night game. I think this is the first time ever homecoming's been a night game, too. No, are you sure about that? I I can't remember. It's it's been a while. I've been to a lot of them, so. <laughs> mm. yeah, I remember our homecomings. I don't think there was any of them was night games. Yeah, I, I think usually they try to make it at noon because they're trying to take advantage of getting as many people back and whatnot. But hey, I, I like night games. They're fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I used to love them. Yeah, and now that we have the permanent lights, we get more. It's nice. I mean, they still look kind of weird to me, to be honest with you. Like, just seeing the lights out there is just like the stadium just doesn't look like the stadium that I know. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I believe we were the – there's only one Power 5 team left that does not have permanent lights, and that's Northwestern. And Purdue was the second to last to get them. So. <laughs> I mean, shit. I don't think nobody want to play at, at night in uh, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be a part of them by the time it get dark. <laughs> oh, well, Evanston's a different part of Chicago. <laughs> Man, it ain't that far off the loop. It's, it's in another direction, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> when we was driving up there, we was like, uh, where y'all bringing us? Hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff, so we will be right back after this ad. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, concerts, events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online research for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're here to talk about the Florida Atlantic Owls. And uh, so what do you know about Florida Atlantic? I know it's a first-time Purdue opponent, and a lot of people are like, okay, who? Um, I don't. I don't know nothing about them, to be honest with you. I've only ever seen it on a video game, and that was, what, 10, 15 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are a relatively new program. They were started in 2001 by the legendary Howard Schnellenberger. He was their first coach. He, I believe he famously said that when he started the program, they didn't even have a uh, hook to hang a jockstrap. Oh, wow. So this is... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just brand new program. He coached him for their first 11 seasons and got them to their first couple bowl games. They have had Lane Kiffin as a coach. Of course, Lane Kiffin is now at Ole Miss. They've actually won the their conference a couple times. They won the Sun Belt in 2007, and then they won Conference USA in 2017 and 2019. They've had a couple of 11-win seasons, and a program that they get good they get a coach that has a hit and run and then he gets hired somewhere else <laughs> there's a stepping stone school oh yeah but uh it's it's kind of like the mac uh they're about like a mac school honestly in that they get the leftover players from florida and just looking at their roster right now they have a of transfers on the roster. They've got five guys from Florida State. They've got a guy from UCLA, a guy from Rutgers, a guy from South Carolina, a guy from Penn State, a guy from North Carolina State, a guy from Missouri. And this is a team that has taken full advantage of the transfer portal here. So uh, it's going to be interesting. This is They're a team that has a bunch of Power 5 athletes. They've got some guys that can obviously play football and just kind of weird seeing a school like this come in. So they will present an interesting challenge. I mean, it depends on from looking at the games that they played. It depends on which team shows up. We could get us a, a good game or we could get a blowout on either side. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so far they are two and two. They were able to play a week zero game against Charlotte, which they won 43, 13. They then went on the road in week two and lost at Ohio, not Ohio State, but Ohio, 41-38, a bit of a shootout. They beat FCS Southeast Louisiana 42-9 in week three, and then last week they lost to Central Florida 40-14, and that was on their home field, so they're they're coming off of a uh, pretty bad loss at home. I mean, you know they're going to be fired up to come, come in and try and beat Purdue homecoming. I mean, any team will be fired up to spoil yeah. anybody's homecoming. And it's a night game, so shoot. Let's make it so these guys can't go hang out later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this was a team, they actually led 14-7 after a quarter last week. So 
they uh, they had Central Florida run off uh, 33 straight points on them to finish the game. I mean, where the defense decided not to come out from the <laughs> locker room? <laughs> the offense not I mean, come out shoot. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, it's crazy looking at the scores. Is week one blowout, week two they get blown out. Well, not that's a good game. Then they blow a team out. Then they get blown out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. Really. This this could this could be a good turnaround game for Purdue. To be honest with you. That that's kind of what I'm looking at, and I think one of the bigger factors you have is their quarterback is Nkosi Perry. He was a former starter at the University of Miami, and he's a fifth-year guy. He was their starter last year after transferring in from Miami, and this is a kid that can play. Uh, I, I saw him quite a bit since my wife went to the U, and we usually watch their games on Saturdays too. He's pretty good. 6,000 passing yards in his mm. career. He's thrown 54 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. He can even run a bit, 410 yards and nine touchdowns as a, as a rusher. So uh, he, he will be an interesting uh, interesting prospect. He, he was a former four-star recruit, and th- this guy's been around. He, he knows what to do, and that's, that's usually element one you need if you're the underdog and you want to go on the road and pull it up. Somewhere. I mean, well, we saw how we did against a mobile quarterback last week. I, I'm pretty sure our D-line would hold up uh, pretty strong the way they've been playing all season. But that's secondary. <laughs> yeah. We might, we might have an issue back there. Uh, like, even even if they, they, cover, like, they, they cover them well, we got a problem tackling. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Perry, Perry had a really good game at Ohio. He threw for 364 yards and five touchdowns against no picks. Uh, he's coming off a pretty bad outing, though. He was only 13 to 29 against UCF, 108 yards and a touchdown. So, and he only had five rushing yards in the game. So, the UCF defense really seemed to shut him down. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that. I'd like to think that our defense is a little bit better than UCF. Honestly. I would say so. I, I watched a couple of UCF games just because they're in the area down here in Florida. So I would say we, we're a better opponent. <laughs> <laughs> what, one thing that I do like is facing this team before Minnesota. They're more run heavy than a lot of our opponents, and especially since we're about to see a pretty good running back in Mo Ibrahim at Minnesota. This is a team with a nice so- Nice one-two punch at running back. Larry McCammon, 394 yards and two touchdowns. Zuberi Mobley, I really hope I'm saying that right, 270 yards and three touchdowns. And as we've seen with us, that's pretty much better than anything that we're running right now by by quite a bit. I mean, our front seven, front nine is, is pretty stout. They're like, You guys are pretty soon, like they're locked in. I'm not too worried about our running game. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that air game that I'm, I'm concerned about. Because we just, and it looks like this, yeah, it looks like this is a team that's going to mix up the run in the pass pretty well. I mean, they're scoring thirty-four points a game, and uh, you know, you're doing something right if you're doing that. Their only bad week was against UCF, right? Yeah, but they didn't score uh, what plus thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Offense is putting some points on the board, but. I mean, I feel like if we can take care of the ball on our offensive side and keep our defense fresh, which we haven't been able to do, then I think our defensive line should be straight. 
I'm not wor- too worried about our run stopping abilities. It's just that passing game is just it seems like once they start to get tired or flustered or whatever you want to call it, then everything's just that everybody starts to shit down their leg. It's like, come on, like just play the same way you've been playing. Right. And I I like our chances here too, because like you said, if our offense can do the job, that'll help the defense and vice versa. Well, this is not a good pass defense. And they're about to face Aiden O'Connell, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now. And he's just lighting exactly. it up. Exactly. So and O'Connell's been taking care of the ball. So I mean I'm actually happy to see him taking care of the ball because it's, it's one of those things where Usually, Purdue has to question the quarterback. I feel like this year we don't have to question the quarterback. There's a couple of guys around him we might have to question, but our quarterback position seems to be pretty locked in. Yeah, and I like that he started spreading the ball around a little bit more against Syracuse. I think that ended up being a big factor, especially in the fourth quarter when he took him down the field three times for touchdowns. I mean, well, he had like seven or eight receivers. Ooh, he threw the seven or eight receivers at one yeah. point. Yeah, I think so. It, it was just, you know, solid game. And that's that's really when he's been mixing it up. And, you know, I go back to the bowl game last year when he's got guys that are sitting out for the draft, guys that are hurt, guys that are suspended. There were people, I mean, I, I write about this team for a living. And by the fourth quarter of the bowl game, I'm like, all right, who the hell is that out there trying to catch passes? <laughs> Oh, man, I remember those days standing there on the sideline watching bowl prep. She was like, it was 17. I don't know. This guy showed up yesterday. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, I remember this one time we were getting ready for a bowl game. And, uh, well, uh, you remember Kyle Williams? Yeah, I do. uh, Wasn't he the linebacker that um, – Made some extremely poor decisions. Yeah, we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> his uh, his first practice, he was one of those meathead type of guys. Like if you just point him in a direction, tell him to go tackle the guy at the ball, that's exactly what he did. He didn't stop until he did it. So his uh, first practice, we we're uh, getting ready for what we're we doing, kickoff. Now he's on the dummy kickoff team, so you basically know you're not supposed to go out there and do anything. Dorian Bryan was having a good year that year at kick return. So we're practicing a kick uh-huh. return. They say, he was like, what, what do you want me to do? They say, the guy, that guy down there is going to get the ball. Go stop him. And we're just thinking he's going <laughs> to stop him. Like, like run in front of him, chop your feet. Nope. Man, I've never seen somebody get down the field so fast and de-cleat a person. It was ridiculous. He took Dorian off his feet when he hit him. Nobody was expecting him to tackle him, excluding Dorian. So he wasn't. He was just out there jogging. <laughs> and, man, Kyle came down there like a bat out of hell and leveled him. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Like, we were watching him like, oh, my God. Dorian got up through the ball at him and tried to fight him and all that stuff. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, walk through. This is walk through. It's not full go. <laughs> And that's Dorian, man. You don't right. you get in trouble with the coaches if you light up Dorian. Start I mean, receiver, was, all ooh. Big Ten play, whatever. He was all acting like that year. <laughs> but, yeah, that, it, it was it was funny. It was hilarious. I, mean, I wish I had to film for that day. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I remember the brief time he was on the roster and uh, he was Purdue's only five-star football recruit we have ever gotten in like the rivals era, which is you know, kind of strange when you think about it, but yeah. That's, it is kind of strange to think about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And as we said, we'll just leave it that he made some extremely poor decisions. There you so, go. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a time at Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to Florida Atlantic, um, I know you guys played against a bunch of MAC teams when you were there. Is there some? Is it just a little bit different playing them? Because you got guys that you know they were might they think they were overlooked. They think that uh, they're disrespected by not being at a power five school. So they just got a little bit of an edge to it. I them. mean, something like that. I used to just look at it as a stat game. Like let me get my three four touchdowns in real quick so I can be leading league. <laughs> That's how I used to think about it. Because <laughs> I I knew. Just being at Purdue as a running back, I know we're not going to be running the ball a whole hell of a lot. But if I could squeeze in 150 yards here and there at these games that we're supposed to win, quote, unquote, I might be able to do well in the standings. <laughs> so I looked at it. I looked at my stat games. <laughs> I remember you had a few like that. You put up like, you know, 160 and four or something. Yeah, like that, one year so. well, I was leading the league in uh, touchdowns by like week three. <laughs> I know there was that year that you uh, – we were playing Central Michigan, and they came down and scored and went for two and got it. So we're trailing, and then you just faked the guy out of his shoes on the game-winning hey, touchdown run. To bring that up, when we uh, – when that, all that stuff happened, I was – like I might have been the most pissed-off person in the entire stadium for the simple <laughs> fact that I knew down to my soul that we was not about to run the ball no more that day. And the very first call is a run play, and I score. Like when they when Panic called it, I'm like, "It's no way how they just called a run." Like seriously, <laughs> it's like right, this might be the only time I touch the ball. Let me do something with it. <laughs> you you own that poor man's soul, man. That guy just well, crumbled. I had a, I had a thing back then. I used to say, "Put him on Sports Center." That we we was what like top three, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had that tape. They don't have t- stuff on video like they do nowadays. <laughs> I, I got to see if I can find that one because I, I remember that game. I was there and you, you just came through that hole. There was one guy that could get you and you just, I don't know what you, you it's called Chitty him, Chitty man. Bang Bang. <laughs> 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 my running back coach looked crazy enough. My late, uh, guy rest his soul, running back coach, Coach Chill. He talked to me uh, literally the night before that game and was asking me, he was like, why I don't see you, like, juking nobody out? Remember that chitty, chitty, bang, bang? I, I'm like, yeah, like, that's – I worked in high school. I don't really work. Like, you can't be doing all that dancing around up here. He's like, man, hit him with the chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember seeing you get to the end zone. I'm sure you were just talking all man, kinds well, of – I, I couldn't believe it. I was looking for somebody to celebrate. I think uh, Desmond Tardy was the first person to meet me in the end zone. <laughs> I know you, you got to the end zone so often you just lost track of who was meeting you no you know surprisingly enough if you ever look back because we talked about this one uh one night a while like not too long ago Desmond was always like either the first or second person in the end zone to me like consistently 
<laughs> I don't know if he was just up the field blocking or what what it may be, but he was always like either one or two to meet me in the end zone if he wasn't there already. <laughs> he, he was a good downfield blocker too. Hey, that's I for damn sure. I, I'll take my hat off them for that one. He's <laughs> like, I'm here because you cleared that guy out. Exactly. Right. Oh, you know, you know another funny thing. When they used to uh, catch the ball, you know, you can't get up in college. They get tackled on like the one or the mm-hmm. two. I run down the field and say, "Hey, thank you for the touchdown." <laughs> I, I knew I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna get one <laughs> shot. They gonna get to me. They gonna get to me in the first try, and if, after that, I might not see the ball. But we gonna score this first shot. <laughs> yes, <It worked. laughs> I mean, sure, I got in that end zone. I was like, why are you gonna see the ball again if I don't? <laughs> Oh, my. Uh, So going back to Florida Atlantic a little bit here, uh, I mentioned that the Purdue offense should have a day where it feasts. I was looking at the stats earlier today, and they are 113th in the nation in pass defense, and Purdue is sixth in passing Mm. offense. So you have a failed day. (laughs) Wait, uh, what's the injury report on, on Jones? As far as I know, he's in. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Uh, he finished the game last week and had that big touchdown in the fourth quarter. So, as far as I know, he's good to go. Okay, so. okay. Well, sure. We, John should have a big day then. And then O'Connor should be out by third quarter. Hopefully hopefully halftime. Yep. But uh, <laughs> let's get him out third quarter. I, I view this as it, it's a get-right game. They're going to be more challenging than Indiana State. They got some – they got <clears> – <throat> better athletes in Indiana state, but you got to handle your business. And as long as you handle your business should be all right. And you got to write it pretty quick. Cause it's, there's going to be a quick turnaround that Minnesota game next week, man. Oof, that's looking, uh, that's looking that's tough. Some, uh, big boy conference play right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and the way, the way they, the way everybody's looked right now, Minnesota looks like the team to beat in the West. So if you can go up to Minneapolis and get that, Suddenly, things are looking a lot better at three and two with only one conference. Do they? Uh, are they indoors or outdoor? I can't remember. I remember they got a new stadium, but I can't uh, remember if it was out or in. Uh, they got an outdoor stadium, I think, in like 08 or Yeah, I know it was somewhere around when, when I was playing. We didn't get to play in it, though. Yeah, because you got to play in the last one in the indoor stadium. I think that okay. was seven. Great. Cool, cool. Man, that was that sucks. I know they they glad they playing uh now and not later because playing in Minnesota in the winter, whoo! <laughs> I know we went up there a couple of years ago and had to play them in like November and it yeah, didn't I go bet well. You it so. didn't. <laughs> I bet you it didn't. But uh, not to be looking past Florida Atlantic, but I this is a get right game for us. We got to get back on the on the horse. You can't play around with them because they they can score points too. Yeah, I mean th- this is a team they got they got talent and you got it. You can't let them hang around. And we've we've seen too many times over the years, and even under Jeff Brom, you let one of these teams hang around, they'll bite you. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of a couple of years ago when he lost to Eastern Michigan at home. I mean, shit, it happened Nevada last on week. The road in 2018. <laughs> yeah, it happened last week. But Penn State, it happened. I mean, shoot, you let it, you can't play with a team. You gotta when you smell blood, you gotta go out and seek it. And that's something that we gotta either learn or somebody gotta unleash it. 
And how do you cut down on the penalties? Uh, to me, that was the biggest thing last week. You cut down on the penalties. We win that game by I'm two. Honest with you, I wasn't. I, I never was a guy that got too many penalties playing, like not from high school through uh, Pop Warner through the pros. Like I, I wasn't a guy that got holding calls or stuff like that. So I don't know how you cut. They just don't do it. <laughs> like I don't. People getting calls like I don't, especially stupid calls like we were getting just. PIs for no reason, running running into a guy out of bounds or hitting a guy late just for like that's stupid stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what makes it so frustrating. It's not like you got a penalty for jawing after scoring the go ahead touchdown. Yeah, I mean, shut the hell really? up! Like, talk to him while you on the sideline. They ain't gonna say nothing to you when you on the sideline. But not in the middle of the heat of the battle. Yeah, they go. They looking for it. Yeah, it, when you get right in the guy's ear, they're gonna see that. Wait, wait, fifty-one seconds when the game's over. I mean, or even not even that because I know, well, I don't know now, but refs usually give you a little bit of leeway. Like, all right, that's enough for me. It was twenty-four. All right, twenty-four. That's enough. Once you hit that enough, all right, shut up. Go back to the huddle. <laughs> get you. You got your little one-two off. Once you hit that, all right, all right, eighty-seven. Go back to the huddle. <laughs> It's like it's not that hard. They get they going because they know your 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 emotions are up, and especially if you're losing, so it's a little uh, bit stressful. So you might get one and shut the hell up, or you you know you know you get you one of them f bombs or two. <laughs> but go back to the huddle. It's yeah. say what you gotta say then go. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, it's exciting. You just go to go ahead touchdown with 51 seconds left. Yeah, you you guys talk a little bit. But- just stop after a bit. Celebrate. Exactly. Yeah, they let you get a little bit off, but once they get too excessive, they're looking for a reason to throw that flag. <laughs> oh my! So, anyway, that should uh, should take care of about everything that we need to talk about with Florida Atlantic. Uh, pretty solid team, I'd say, but I, I like it as a test, and it's it's a uh, if you win comfortably, you're feeling pretty good going to Minnesota. You struggle or even lose? Oh crap! <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see. I don't even want to see the struggle. I'm hoping for an injury-free game because it's one of them games where a weird injury could possibly happen, just and it's not needed. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm, I'm always yeah. praying for that. Going out. Praying for an injury-free game, but uh, <laughs> I hope hope Purdue comes out and, and plays Purdue football. Go ahead and light light them up on the scoreboard with these passes, and then bring the freshman in, let them tote that thing. Bury the clock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said at the Indiana State game. I was like, "All right, we're up six touchdowns at halftime. Time to put O'Connell in the garage. Get somebody else mm-hmm. out there." That's that's gonna get that freshman out. I actually want to see him in the heat of the battle. I've been talking to people online, and they, people have been sending me clips of him playing football in high school and stuff. But the boys are high. the boys can play. I, I would I would love to see more of yeah. them in, this week. This would be, actually be a perfect week to. Go ahead and throw him in the fire. Just give him a start since uh, Darrell was still out. Yeah, and, yeah, and he he he's shown some he's shown some uh, boost to him, honestly. And we, you want that burst if you can get through the holes. So he needs to work on his pass blocking a little bit because I, I know you know you got to block if you're running back. Man, just, there, hey, but, if uh, you if you're listening, just cut him. That's what. Hey, just cut him. You you're not gonna win that battle. <laughs> You're you're a buck ninety five. They usually about two seventy five. 
just cut them. <laughs> and if you can catch one not looking, take them ribs out. Get you a little rib dinner. <laughs> it's going about your business. But don't go in there and try, try stand. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, he, he's going to run you over, and then he's going to take right. the quarterback. He's going to make you look so. bad on film, and you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so – 7.30, BTN on Saturday night. Purdue hosting the Florida Atlantic Owls and should be a good one. So for Corey and myself, I'm Travis Miller from HammerRails.com. This has been the Behind the Rails podcast and uh, Boiler Up this BTFU. week. BTFU, you know what it is. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.